Have you ever noticed that podcasts are a little like sharks? When they stop swimming, they die, and they can both smell blood from a mile away. So in the spirit of keeping swimming, I'd like to introduce you to TOS Plus. Putting my business pants on for a second, TOS Plus is our new premium membership thingamajig. It's the all-access pass to a growing library of exclusive horror, sci-fi, and WTF audio fiction, along with access to the regular TOS weekly stories in higher quality, a week early, and ad-free. Once again, that's exclusive episodes, ad-free, a week early, and higher quality audio. You'll also get access to the brand new TOS Plus Vault, where you can grab our ebooks, comics, and desktop wallpapers and all sorts of stuff. All of this is available today via our Patreon campaign, which includes juicy extras like Discord access, audiobooks, and merch. And if you're an Apple user, you can subscribe directly via the Apple Podcasts app. We're now in our eighth year of the podcast, and we've got so many cool projects on the boil none of which would be possible without the ongoing support of our listeners, specifically our premium subscribers, our super-powered patrons, and the many multi-dimensional voodoo priests air-guitaring to the TOS intro jingle. For more, head over to theotherstories.net forward slash plus. Once again, that's theotherstories.net forward slash plus. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. <laughs> Hey, if you're a fan of the other stories, let's take a quick moment to talk about some other dark fiction podcasts that are out there waiting behind street corners, in alleyways, in people's unsuspecting jacket pockets, hiding in a bin, holding a knife, ready to kill. The Night's End podcast, created by TOS narrator Jimmy Horace himself, James Barnett. There's a focus on dark fiction here that will leave you screaming for the night's end before each story is through. Once again, that's the Night's End podcast. There is Miscreation, a horror audio drama podcast bringing you scary stories performed by a band of actors at the Acast studio in London. Season 1 is available right now, that's Miscreation. And Tales of What? A bizarro fiction podcast for old people who like their fiction from the weird side of town. That's The Twilight Zone meets Adult Swim, Outer Limits directed by David Lynch, Franz Kafka doing creep show. Season 1 of Tales of What is available right now and season 2 is coming very very soon. But hey, don't go anywhere just yet because we have a story for you right now. Today's story is called Algebra, written by Dan Howarth and narrated by Jasmine Arch. 
Nothing causes a stir at a high school like a hot teacher. From day one, the headmistress is all over him, drooling over a bloke 40 years younger than her. Get a life, bitch. He could be your grandson. The way the girls in the class fall silent when he walks in. Every single one of us. I discreetly apply some lip gloss as I take my seat, pissed off that every other girl in the room has done the same. What a treat to have maths, the most tedious subject going, taught by the love child of David Beckham and Ryan Gosling. Even though Mr. Marshall is taking over with only a couple of months to go before our final exams, he doesn't stick straight to the syllabus. First lesson, he sets us a test, one he says he's devised himself. It's a series of numbers and formulae. All we've got to do is crack a code and tell him the message that it spells out. The class lapses into competitive silence, every girl desperate to impress this impossible hottie. Every lad desperate to impress the coolest teacher at the school since the deputy head was shown on Sky Sports with no shirt on at the United game. When the bell rings for the end of the lesson, nobody's cracked the code and they all shuffle off, dragging their bags behind them. I hang around, hiking my skirt up another inch and make my way to Mr. Marshall's desk. His scent greets me and I drink it in. Millie, is it? It's the first lesson. You'll have to forgive me. Yeah, it's Millie. I've cracked your code, sir. Did you? With raised eyebrows, he takes the sheet from me, reading through my working out and the final answer. And the message says, You deserve a reward. It does. He reaches into his desk drawer and pulls out a box of chocolates. Not just Asda's, but proper nice ones, all wrapped up. This was to be split between the class, one for each person who got it right. But as you're the only one, I suppose you can have it. I clutch the box to my chest. The first gift I've had from a boy since that idiot James and I broke up a couple of months ago. Probably best you put it in your bag. We don't want anyone accusing me of favouritism. Yes, sir. Anything you say. I hold his gaze as I speak. As I leave the room, I'm sure I can feel him watching. Back home, I let myself in quietly. Daddy has regular headaches since Mum left. He's on suspension from the force and finds it hard to get through the day without at least five beers. Poor dear. Maybe if he'd kept it in his pants, then Mum would still be here with us instead of living in Australia. Maybe if he'd kept his temper in check and not kicked the living shit out of a suspect, he'd still be working. Today, he sat upright and watching the TV when I walk in. He alternates between catfish and to catch a predator. It's a thing we have. The place doesn't reek of beer, and there's only two crushed empties in front of him. Good day at school? Not too bad. Good day at home? Hmm. Okay, we've got some work to do on those forums later. Those messages last night really caused a stir. Interesting. But check this out. I've got a live one. A real-life one. His face reddens, his voice a low rasp. You're not supposed to approach any of these freaks without me, Mills. You know that. I put a hand on his arm. Daddy, he's my teacher. A brand new substitute teacher. Daddy smiles then. The first one I've seen from him in weeks. He pumps his fist and necks the last of his can. It's game on. 
what we do to these blokes online isn't strictly illegal. I'm 16 now. Legal age. In a few months, I'll be 17 and old enough to drive. But we use older pictures of me to lure these nonsense in. They're all of a type, generally. Older men, either single or bored of their wives or their careers. Whatever their excuse is. Once we catch them, there's three options. One, we tell the cops. Surprisingly, no one has ever chosen this option. Two, they pay us what we ask. The most common option. It makes for some excellent Christmas presents. Three, Daddy beats seven bells out of them. This has had to happen. Unfortunately, it was this option that led to Daddy's suspension. One particular nonce got arrested for another crime. Daddy recognised him and lost it. Perhaps I shouldn't be so harsh on Daddy, but he really should keep his emotions in check, no matter what was going on with Mum at the time. I'm aware this isn't what most teenagers do with their free time. It isn't really what I want to do, but Daddy has this way about him. He's got different faces. He can charm you. He can make you feel a hundred feet tall. But he can also wreck you. One comment. One movement. That's sometimes all it takes. Do I want an easy life? Yeah, who doesn't? So I help him with his little side project. It's what any good daughter would do. From the first piece of maths homework, I drop in messages to Mr. Marshall. Spelled out in my answers are little coded pieces that only he will recognise. Bland at first. How are you? Boring. But you've got to start somewhere. It takes two weeks for him to respond, crossing out my correct answer in red pen and writing in his own message. Stay after class. Daddy doesn't know the code, so he's pleased when I tell him what Mr. Marshall said. It takes a lot to tear him away from the darknet forums where we catch our creeps, so I know I've done something well when he swivels round on his desk chair and gives me a pep talk about how we're going to sort out Mr. Marshall. Is there such a thing as daughterly pride? I purposely get questions wrong in class so people think I'm dumb. I always get basic stuff wrong, even though the classes themselves aren't a challenge. Even before Mr. Marshall joined, I've done this in every subject. It cultivates your image. Does anyone want to date the class nerd? No. Even if they're the hottest girl in the year. If you want to be popular, you must appeal to the masses. If you're too clever, it puts people off. Mr. Marshall asks me to stay behind and I make a show of being pissed off, but it's all part of the plan. The others giggle as they leave, but both me and Mr. Marshall smile when the door closes. We talk, not about maths. Who the fuck cares about maths? We talk about each other. He's 24 years old, newly qualified, most importantly, single. Moved to the area recently, plays football badly. I tell him about myself. Not the carefully curated version of my life that I save for my friends, but some of the real me. The issues with mum leaving, dad's drinking. I find myself talking for ages, because for the first time I can remember, a lad is actually listening. It feels like he really cares. We talk like adults. He's not into all the slang and stupid stuff like lads my age. We talk about films and music, proper things, real conversation. When I leave to go home, 
I feel like I'm floating. As though I'm wading through the shallow end of a swimming pool and my feet only occasionally touch the floor. That feeling ends when I open the front door and Daddy's way in. Beer in hand. TV off for once. He wants to know everything. This isn't unusual, but he's so intense today. As though he's tasted blood and wants to go in for the kill. When I tell him I haven't swapped numbers or emails or anything with Mr. Marshall, he stands up and launches his can at the wall. Beer explodes everywhere, and I don't have to guess at who's going to be cleaning it up. He stomps off, back to his computer, all the while shouting that this isn't moving fast enough, that I need to up my game. Perhaps he's right, perhaps I do. But to really lure someone in, it takes time. He of all people should know that. It's me who suggests we meet outside of school. It's me who does all the running. For the first time in my life, I take charge. Mr. Marshall is a stunner. No more waiting on spotty boys my own age to pick up hints. Dealing with a proper man makes me feel grown up, makes me feel alive. We meet a few towns over. No one will see us here. When he sees me, he relaxes. With the right makeup and clothes, I look 25. Easy. By the time he arrives, I'm sipping on a cocktail. Getting served has never been an issue for me. We drink and we talk. Away from school and away from roles. Away from prying eyes and my stupid friends fawning over him. We sit and drink and be ourselves. At the train station, his train arrives first. He lingers on the platform before it leaves. Unsure what to do or what to say. Before the guard blows the whistle, I pull him close and plant a kiss on him. He stands there, stunned for a moment. Then he kisses me back. He waves at me from the train and I think about how proud Daddy's going to be when he finds out that I'm making progress. It's just choosing the right time and place to make this plan work. Daddy's poring over my maths books when I get home. Squared paper riddled with his writing, all crossed out and written over again. His face redder than the pen he's using. Before I've even got my coat off, he's in my face. Not asking where I've been, but obsessing over his project again. What's the code you've got going on with this pervert, eh? Where the fuck have you been dressed like that? Out with the girls. I told you. He shakes his head, back to the numbers on the pages between the empty beer cans. He's been at this all day? It's not even that complicated. How dumb is he? He launches the book against the wall. Then he's on his feet. Make a date with him. Somewhere private. We're going to sort him. Yes, Daddy. Now's not the time to talk about feelings. I fidget on the drive to the country park, adjusting my jeans. Dad tells me to calm down, as if that helps. He drops me off and then takes his position, waiting for my signal. Mr. Marshall sat on a bench by the lake. The evening sky, the quiet and the lamplight all add to the romantic feel of the place and once again I float towards him. 
I peck him on the cheek, knowing Daddy will be watching. He bristles, turns to face me. His eyes are moist. It suits him. Millie, I'm sorry, but I can't do any of this. We shouldn't have started talking. We shouldn't have gone out for a drink, and we certainly shouldn't have kissed. Those things weren't me. I can't risk my career and reputation. The bottom falls out of the world, and boiling rage rushes in like lava. No, you fucking don't. You're in this now. We've started something. Don't worry, babe. We can make it all work as long as we're together. I lean in to kiss him. My signal. Daddy comes bursting out of the bushes before my lips are even close. He's screaming all sorts, tire iron in his hands. Marshall backs away, hands up. I stand between them, begging Daddy to calm down, to play this safe. He doesn't listen. He never has, and he never will. He shoves me to one side, closing in on Marshall, who isn't going to fight back. My beautiful man. Without thinking, I step forward and sink the knife from my belt into Daddy's neck. Oh, it feels good when I twist the blade. I give him a few more stabs. Harder. Deeper. Claret gushes out of him, soaking into his clothes. His hands go to his neck as he turns, eyes wide, staring at me. He tries to speak, but can't. His lips move with no sound. Neither of us moves towards him. He falls onto his side, fetal position, pressing his hands to the wound. Then he lies still. Mr. Marshall looks at me, face white. I drop the knife, step forwards, and kiss him. He doesn't kiss me back, not properly, but he will. He wants this as much as I do. He just won't let himself admit it. Mr. Marshall helps me roll Daddy's body across the grass and into the lake, his eyes never meeting mine. We're in this together now, through thick and thin. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Other Stories. Algebra is written by Dan Howarth, narrated by Jasmine Arch, Edited by Duncan Muggleton, with music by Andrew K.N. and Tom Robson. The sound effects provided by freesound.org. The episode illustration is provided by Luke Spooner of Carry On House. Dan Howarth is a writer from the north of England. When he isn't writing dark fiction, he is raging against the government like some sort of deranged Mancunian Braveheart. His collection, Dark Missives, is imminent. And you can connect with him on Twitter at, at danhowarth 20 and over on his website at www.danhowithwriter.com. Jasmine Arch is a writer, poet, narrator, podcaster and all-round chaos of brains. She lives in a nook of Belgian countryside of two horses, four dogs and a husband who knows better than to distract her when she's writing. Her work is all over the other stories as a writer and narrator. You can also find more of her stuff at newmyths.com and hybrid fiction, among others, or over on her website at jasminearch.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can help support the show over at patreon.com forward slash Hawk and Cleaver. You can join our book club and movie club and chat about the podcast or get involved with the flash fiction competitions over at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Hawk and Cleaver. 
t-shirts and mugs and posters and comic books are available at gumroad.com forward slash hawk and cleaver the other stories is a production of the story studio hawk and cleaver and is brought to you for creative commons attribution non-commercial no derivatives license that means don't change it don't sell it but by all means share the hell out of it so until next time 